This is Influencing Insider, the weekly webinar that interviews Australia and New Zealand's best journalists about how they like to work with communications professionals. To view our complete library of episodes and register for the live shows, head to influencing.com forward slash insider. Hi, and welcome to Influencing Insider. I'm your host, Sally Laos. I'll be covering for Mike Woodcock for the next couple of episodes. Joining us today is Sean McEwen. He is the publisher and business owner of Inside AG. Agecare services have been prominent in the last couple of years. Informing this challenging sector is Inside Aging. Look at facilities management, best practices, and more. Inside Aging serves the professionals that serve our aged care industry. Welcome, Sean. He should be pulling up in the next couple of moments. So please feel free to leave your questions and in the live chat box and we should be answering them in the next couple of episodes. Hi, Sean. Hi, Sally. How are you? Good, good. Thanks for asking. I'm so sorry. It's a different backdrop here. We just had a few technical um, issues um, just then. So had to work with a backup here. So thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, my pleasure. Thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm joining you from uh, sunny Fremantle. So oh, wow. No, no glitches here with the uh, very simple background and everything else. Oh, beautiful. Oh, we're we're going to get kickstart to the very first question here. Um, I just want to ask you what your role entails and um, what are the, pretty much what your day-to-day looks like here. So day-to-day, uh, it's, um, I suppose, picking up on what's what's going on that's specific. When I say picking up, I mean researching what's specifically relevant to the providers of aged care services. And, and when I say aged care services, I'm, I'm, I'm talking specifically about uh, residential aged care providers, home care providers, and uh, to, to some extent, the retirement living industry. So we, my job is, is to find news and information that's relevant to them in their jobs and, and essentially that, that helps them do their jobs better. I mean, that's that's what we're really about is uh, is helping them navigate the uh, the complexities of, of providing aged care services. Oh, beautiful. And speaking of aged care services, um, given COVID has had a massive impact on the industry the last couple of years, how mm. much has aged care changed? It's uh, uh, it's changed a lot. I mean, um, I mean, COVID impacted close to three years ago now. So, the industry didn't really have any, I suppose, no industry had uh, a chance to prepare, but uh, aged care services was probably impacted more than anyone else, given the nature of the uh, the consumers that it, that it serves. So there is certainly now changes happening with respect to design. I mean, that's that's an interesting topic because we're, we are starting to cover more and more the future design of aged care service uh, premises. So future design is now incorporating um, elements that will mitigate against uh, infection, um, and uh, but that's still some way off. I mean, this is this is new designs I'm talking about. Um, but there's also, you know, there's always been a shift where people ultimately want to age in their own home. So home care, if you like, is is a is a very uh, you know important and growing area. So again, that's probably playing into the whole COVID discussion where people are saying, well, I'd rather age in place. That's the term that's used, as in age in my own home. Um, 
as opposed to an aged, aged care facility, which opens up uh, the, um, the risks to the likes of COVID, which is still very much around. I mean, that's for aged care, COVID is, is not, a, it's not a, a past event, it's a current event. Um, there's a, there's a, a widespread um, you know, outbreak of cases right now impacting providers. Yeah, yeah, we can see that um, in the news industry today at the moment. Um, what are the main topics you write about? So the topics we write about, um, I mean, I'm going to use the word innovation. That's an overly used word, I think, but it, it sums up a lot of what, um, you know, we, we try to find is solutions to the many problems uh, that, that uh, are facing these businesses. So innovation means digital uh, systems, um, a, dig a digital ecosystem where aged care providers can embed that type of technology to help staff do their jobs better, to meet compliance, especially with the Royal Commission into Aged Care. Uh, there's a lot more compliance requirements. So they're having to, um, you know, meet those requirements and digital systems helps with that, especially given the, um, the issues with staffing. I mean, there is, uh, there's, chronic understaffing due to, you know, a, a range of issues, COVID being one of them. There's not as many uh, people from overseas coming to Australia, including students uh, who may have worked in, in aged care um, and just ultimately a, um, a lack of people who, who are choosing that as a career for a, a whole range of reasons, including pay, uh, the, the relatively low pay that aged care workers receive. So our if you like, our scope of, of stories is so broad. It's, um, I mean, I'm, I'm using innovation as a topic, but it's people. So we, uh, we talk a lot about, um, you know, how to improve your, your staffing, how to improve the efficiency of how you hire and how you manage staffing, your leadership, how you attract people to work in your facility. Uh, so good leadership, good policies, uh, communications, uh, I mean, communications um, is, is certainly a topic that's across many different areas, not just staff. We had a, a session yesterday, a training session on crisis communications. Again, aged care providers uh, are at risk of cyber attack because they, they do have direct access to government with respect to systems and funding. So many, um, many uh, I'm not going to use the word hackers, but many criminals, I suppose, because that's what they are, are, are seen aged care as a, um, a, uh, an easy target uh, to impact government systems and therefore aged care operators are at risk of cyber attack. And therefore, you know, our job is, is to help them navigate that with respect to communications advice, which is, which is the session yesterday. So there's, there's three topics, if you like, but uh, there's many, many more. Um, it's such a, it's such a, it's such a diverse industry because it's it's public facing. Um, almost everybody in society either has a, a family member or themselves impacted by aged care services. So it's uh, it's very important that um, the industry is is prepared across so many different areas. Yes. Yeah. No. That's interesting. Um, and um, from all the topics you've mentioned before, I'm guessing that the topics in story is that you're interested at the moment, which actually. Yeah, so I mean, kind I, of is the answer to my next question. Yeah, we, we get a lot of a lot of um, uh, inquiries from um, PR agencies and, and communications people, and and they're all very welcome because you know we we can't uh, we can't cover everything. So there's a lot of things that um, that we we aren't aware of that's brought to our attention. So for your readers, for your audience, 
if if they have a, a topic or a, um, a release that can can genuinely help an aged care provider do their job better, um, and I'm not talking about a sales pitch here for a product. It's it's very much we're very much interested in information that um, you know aged care providers can learn from and uh, and potentially embed in their business. Uh, and that can that can be in the form of a news release. It can be uh, an opinion piece. We invite uh, guest guest posts from uh, from the industry where uh, from the PR industry that is where they have a client that can share insight. So usually six hundred words or, or thereabouts on a um, on a topic that they're expert in. Um, and uh, again, tying back to that simple question, which is how can this information help an aged care provider do their job better? Yes. Wow. Interesting. So what makes a good pitch? Um, what should be included in a pitch to catch your eye? So I can normally pick up in the first probably <laughs> paragraph or maybe not even that, whether it's relevant. And so it's very much include all of your information you want to say in the first paragraph. Um, if, if you're, if you're going to, um, you know, wait until, you know, 300 words in to tell us what the pitch is, I probably won't even get that far. So the first paragraph has to say the audience who, you, who you're pitching this at. Um, I'm assuming it's aged care services, but the reality is we've got a lot of things that come in that are more consumer orientated. Um, and that that's, we don't run those. We, again, uh, how can this information help an aged care provider? If it's more talking to retirees, we just don't run that because we um, we don't talk to the retiree or the, the people considering retirement. So that first paragraph has to be very clear on what it is you want to say. Uh, it, it really helps to just reinforce the fact that this is relevant to aged care providers. And um, if there's um, if there's a product that's related to it, by all means, mention it, uh, especially a new release. If it's something that's new, whether it be research, whether it be a new product, whether it be an announcement, emphasize the um, the recency that this has just happened because um, you know we're not strictly a news site where we're information for business but certainly we're very keen to break stories um, ahead of anybody else and we're we're digital only so we don't have a, a magazine as such um, so we, we normally have the uh, the advantage of being able to come out pretty quickly uh, with a with a news announcement Great advice. Yeah, no, this you've emphasised that really well and detailed everything as to how a PR should start a relationship with you. Um, would you prefer for them to get in touch with you via email, via phone? Like what's the best way to contact you? Um, uh, there's probably two ways. I mean, we've got our news desk, uh, which is uh, just news at insideaging.com. And that's an email address that uh, your audience can add uh, us to their distribution list for press releases and the like. If it's something a bit more interesting, if if they uh, if your audience has an idea they want to pitch to us uh, or a guest a uh, guest post, um, uh, email editor at uh, insideaging.com.au, and uh, and I normally respond pretty quickly and uh, and can advise you know whether the the idea is is of uh, of interest. And, uh, in, and in many cases, I, um, I come back and, and say, you know, here's some guidelines for a guest post or perhaps even, um, you know, we, we, we might have an upcoming webinar that we're doing over, like, on our own, which uh, uh, could involve uh, one of your, um, your agency clients, one of your, one of, sorry, one of your readers, uh, their clients to join. Um, so 
we'll we'll we'll, we'll respond pretty quickly to those with uh, with some guidance on um, what we can do. Great. Thank you so much for that. I've just popped the um, email addresses in the chat boxes um, for uh, people to get in touch with you. Um, and just last, um, and while also while we're live on air, please feel free to leave your questions in the live chat box um, and we would endeavour to answer them um, towards the end. Um, just a few more questions for me. So are you open to PR follow-ups? Um, in, in, I know you said you reply back to emails pretty quickly. Um, what kind of time frame um, would they be looking at? We normally reply within a day or so. Um, I mean, sorry, I should clarify that. If it's a straight news release, we don't reply. If it's to the news desk, um, it will either be run or it's not run. And, uh, you know, that's because we get so many releases. If it's to the editor address, uh, which I can see you've posted there, thank you, uh, we will always reply. Um, and, um, you know, a follow-up call is, is, is okay. I mean, uh, especially if... If the agency, the PR agency, feels pretty strongly about it, that it is really interesting, uh, because you know I've had a few calls where somebody said, "Hey, did did you see anything in that?" and and where I might have thought no initially, when I've spoken to them, they've sort of um, you know shared another perspective, or at least you know when I've asked them questions about it, they've, they've you know shone a different light on it. So I'm always open to. Um, to a phone call because um, you know ultimately we want to make sure that we get the best information uh, to the industry and, uh, and and that's that's important. Hundred percent, I totally agree. I'm I'm a very verbal person, so I, I do appreciate phone calls more than emails. But and mm. not a lot of editors and journalists would um, be happy would would be open to that. So thank you. Um, wanted to wrap up. Um, this episode by asking you what recent story have you worked on that you're most proud of or what really stands out for you? Um, there's there's probably a couple of stories, but, I mean, probably speaking broadly, if I can, I mean, we, we also run the Future of Ageing Awards, which um, is probably one of, the, one of the only awards programs that recognises uh, achieve, so people, it recognises people, uh, achievements, uh, technology, innovation um, in, in the aged care space. And why people enter um, ultimately is because we write stories about the winners, um, whether that's an aged care provider uh, or, a, or a supplier to them. And, um, and we've been going with those awards for about four or five years now, and it never fails to amaze me that you know, all of these amazing innovations and achievements, especially on the people front, um, emerging leaders, we have a category for emerging leaders. These people are providing really, really important work um, in a very difficult environment that is designed to help people, to help ageing Australians, and they don't get recognised anywhere else. And um, that, that's probably a broad statement, but the reality is, you don't read the Sydney Morning Herald or The Age and read about excellent work in aged care. You read the opposite. You always read about criticism of aged care services. So I think the fact that we call out this, uh, these achievements is easily the most rewarding and important, um, well, easily the most important work I think we, we probably do because we have a very, um, a very robust judging panel I don't judge the awards, so this is not me speaking about the results. It's, it's very much the judges. But ultimately, we stand behind what they choose as, um, as, as 
as winner, winning entries that are sustainable, scalable, and, and demonstrate excellence. And those stories we write really do share insight into not just the excellence that's being done, but the future of the sector, because ultimately it's these winning entries that other people can learn from and, and maybe even embed in their own business. And that's probably at the heart of what, what we're about, really. Yeah, great. Um, we've just got someone typing in something. Oh, just a live tra- chat question that came through. George said, hi, Sean, wondering if you might be able to share more about your readership across the aged care provider sector. Are you open to stories with the specific focus to aged care services operating in a rural and re- remote communities? Absolutely. Uh, rural and remote communities uh, are arguably the, the hardest hit by a lot of um, the changes and um uh, I suppose, challenges impacting aged care, including staff, um, where, for example, where aged care providers in the regional areas could entice staff to come out and work there uh, because of a lower cost of living, that no longer exists. Um, the cost of living in regional areas is, is, is still is very high and, and they, they can't attract people to work out there. So the, the audience of, of regional providers, we reach them in large numbers. Um, we have around about seven or 8,000 unique visitors to our website every month. Um, and um, we have just over 2,000 email subscribers to our email newsletter. And a lot of those are from regional areas because um, they need, uh, I suppose they need news information to help them in, in, their, in their challenging environment. And we get a lot of entries, a lot of entries for our awards from regional providers. So if your client, I can see that's uh, Georgia, um, if, if Georgia has a client who, who has innovations, solutions, information that can help an aged care provider in the regions, we're absolutely interested. Um, and that includes interviews. We, we do a lot of Q&As, um, you know, where we'll send over some questions um, either via the, the PR agency or to the client direct or to the, the company direct. And uh, we'll ask questions pretty direct questions on, you know, what it is they can offer, how it can help. And uh, if there's some evidence of success where they've used it elsewhere in aged care, please, please share what that is. Great. Awesome. Um, I realise we have gone a little bit over time, so I think we're going to leave it there. But Sean, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for the tips and helpful advice. We really do appreciate it. My pleasure. Thanks again. Thanks, Sean. Thanks for joining us on Insider today. That was Sean McEwen from Insight Aging. Next week, we'll be having freelancer Jennifer O'Brien joining us, talking about business and tech PR. I hope to see you there. Bye for now.